This is Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions, providers of the best-in-class software solutions for franchise relationship management. Franchise Today is your destination for weekly information, conversations, and interviews with accomplished industry leaders, all of whom share best practices for sustainable growth and sensible franchising. Here now, your host, Stan Friedman, to kick off this week's podcast. Today is Wednesday, July 27th. I'm Stan Friedman, and this is Franchise Today. Well, I've got a great guest and conversation teed up for you today. It's both entertaining and informative, as Jerry Flanagan adds Franchise Today to his expansive list of media appearances, both within franchising and beyond. These include the Today Show, Good Morning America, MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, and now Franchise Today. Here, though, he gets a full half hour to unpack it all instead of just the two or three minutes the networks usually allow their guests to tell their stories. His is an adventure that has defined the lives of himself, his wife Tracy, and their entire family. The story's compelling, and we're going to unpack it all right here in just a few minutes. But first, my thanks to Slim Chickens co-founder and CEO Tom Gordon for stopping by last week. Slim Chickens is a brand to keep your eyes on as they continue spreading their tenders, waffles, and wings across the country and around the world. Usually, when leadership is as focused on culture as they are on their core offerings, amazing things happen. And that is nothing short of evident at Slim Chickens after hearing from Tom last week. And what a segue that provides as a lead into today's conversation with Jerry Flanagan. His is one of those compelling stories about how out of the ashes rises the phoenix. And not just personally, but for the hundreds of veterans and veteran families that his business touches each and every day across the country. When I return in two minutes or less, I'll be joined by Jerry J. Dog Flanagan, co-founder and CEO of J. Dog Brands, the franchisors of J. Dog Junk Removal and J. Dog Carpet Cleaning. So don't go away. Franchise Today will be right back. But first, a word from our sponsors. Hey, franchisors of restaurants, bars, grills, and taverns, and multi-unit franchisees, listen up. This message is for you. Atmosphere TV wants to help you cut costs on overpriced cable TV for your business and either replace it completely or partially if sports programming is essential at your locations. What Atmosphere TV provides are 100% free programming options with more than 50 channels of highly engaging and entertaining programming that is audio optional and guaranteed to please your customers and even increase their average ticket per visit. So here's how it works. Atmosphere hooks you up with an Apple TV HD receiver loaded with more than 50 channels of fully licensed, no cost to you, fun and lifestyle programming. These channels include Chive and Red Bull TV, bloopers, superhuman feats, and an array of viewing options that don't require sound to be enjoyed. And this offer is not just limited to restaurants or bars. No, any business with a TV screen in its waiting room can benefit from Atmosphere's free programming offer as well. So what are you waiting for? Cut the cord on overpriced cable and get Atmosphere TV with its 100% free, engaging, and entertaining programming options. Keep your guests happy while they wait to see you. In 
Instead of watching the clock and their wait times, chiropractors, doctors, dentists, auto repair shops, anyone with TVs in your waiting rooms, jump onto this amazing offer today. And if you text the word FRANCHISE to 474747, Atmosphere will waive the $100 setup fee for the Apple TV HD receiver that they'll ship to you as well at no cost. Atmosphere TV, changing the way businesses view television. Find them online at atmosphere.tv and remember, text FRANCHISE to 474747 for the no-charge Apple receiver. Cut the cord and get rid of cable today with Atmosphere TV. Jerry Flanagan is an Army veteran and entrepreneur. Along with his wife, Tracy, they've created a national brand dedicated to empowering veterans through entrepreneurship, rooted in the military values of respect, integrity, and trust. The J-Dog brands of J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling and J-Dog Carpet Cleaning and Floor Care Franchise Systems have become a nationwide movement, creating business and employment opportunities for veterans and their families. Jerry launched the first J-Dog brand junk removal business in 2011. It was a two-person operation, Jerry hauling junk and Tracy managing the back office. As a veteran, Jerry gained trust and credibility with customers quickly and referrals came easy. Within a year, he had more business than one person could handle and began hiring local veterans who embodied the brand's values. Through Jerry's vision and leadership, J-Dog Sense has grown to hundreds of locations, 90% of which are veteran-owned. To date, the company has created thousands of jobs across the country. Jerry served in the Army and then the National Guard from 1987 to 1993 and finished at the top of his class, the recipient of the Army Achievement Medal. Since transitioning back to the civilian world, Jerry's been committed to helping veterans be successful in business. He teaches an entrepreneurial boot camp for veterans at St. Joseph's University and at Boots to Business for Veterans, an entrepreneurial program offered through the SBA. He's also a strategic advisor for Grunt Style, a patriotic apparel company committed to creating a quality product while supporting the military and first responder communities. Jerry also sits on the board of directors for the Grunt Style Foundation and founded the J-Dog Foundation, whose mission is to support military veterans and military veteran-related causes with a particular focus on preventing veteran suicide and PTSD. Jerry Flanagan, welcome to Franchise Today. Thanks for having me. Pleasure having you and learning more about you over the years. And now I know that you've got some people there that are part of my past. I think a guy named Terry Corker is part of your organization. Am I correct? Absolutely. Yeah, Terry's our vice president of sales. So I go back years and years with Terry. So it's good to know that great people are with great people. How does that work for you? That sounds great. I'll make sure I, I tell him you said that. Well, why don't we do what we do every week and start, Jerry, by taking this back in time to how franchising found you and we're going to get into a deep conversation today about your passion for the military and how that's become a cornerstone of your franchise business so perhaps you can help us learn more about that passion as well let's talk about both so take us back in time will you absolutely yeah so i have a very interesting story when it comes to franchising the uh, the franchising bug hit me twice in 2007, uh, my wife and I franchised a business that we owned. It was called Swing Set Planet, and it was a, basically a warehouse location with moon bounces, play sets, birthday parties. It was like an entertainment center for kids, like the anti-Chuck E. Cheese, so to speak. And we were pretty successful, and a franchise consultant walked in and saw 100 kids running around, and he said, you should franchise this. So he talked me into franchising. 
We sold six franchises in six months, and then the economy crashed. In 2008, the recession hit, and it basically spent the next, we spent the next two years liquidating everything we built and lost everything. Uh, fast forward to 2011, I was Google searching recession-proof businesses, and I came across junk removal. We launched a little bit of a junk removal business since it was simple. I had a Jeep. We bought a trailer. I'm still looking for a job because of you know the losses we had with the business, and it was tough. I am a military veteran. I do not have a college education, and my military status really didn't matter on my resume. So as I was trying to find a job, I started this junk thing. We put some index cards out, and a customer said to me, basically, you were here early. You're clean cut. You did a great job hauling the junk away. You must have served in the military. And I said, yes, sir, I did. And they said, you should tell the world you are a military veteran. People will welcome you into their home. Fast forward a year later, the business was taken off because of our military status. My wife, Tracy, said, we need to franchise this thing. The unemployment rate for veterans is, is 12%. And we had experience in franchising. Let's put together a franchise model. We can do this. And I was a little scared because we'd already done the franchising model. And we filed bankruptcy. So my second run on franchising is how the J-Dog Brands model launched in 2012. And we're going to come back and fill in the blanks and unpack all of that. But take us back to the military. Take us back to your years coming out of service. What service were you in? I was in the Army. I came from a low-income family. College was not recommended, you know, low grades. And so I really wanted to do something with myself. So I decided to to join the military, get the GI Bill. I served in the Army. I also served in the National Guard. And my military experience was pretty short. I was um, a cable wire dog, and that's where my nickname J-Dog came from. And when I got out of the military, I transitioned into basically nothing. They didn't really help you find work. Your military status meant nothing to the civilian world. And it's still like that today, by the way. So I was forced to you know, bounce in the city at a bar, you know, wash dishes, work at the gas station at night do the three jobs to make ends meet as a 24-year-old. And that basically got me into landing my first real job. Interesting. And J-Dog is the acronym. I was kind of wondering where that name came from. I knew you would tell me today. But there is an acronym that's military associated with J-Dog. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, it's a task force. It's a, right. it's a joint operations task force, which is kind of ironic because when I went to trade market, I was worried that the, the military would let me do it. <laughs> The government was going to stop me. And here I, I own all the trademarks for J-Dog, J-Dog Brands, J-Dog Junk Removal, J-Dog Carpet Cleaning. So it worked out pretty well. I thought you said you weren't educated. Sounds like you're pretty educated. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think I'm kind of street smart after 30 years trying to figure life out, right? So tell us again where you grew up. You said you grew up in a low-income family. Where was home? Uh, Media, Pennsylvania. I went to Pencrest, Delaware County. And, you know, like I said, just the way things were, I had some friends around me that had a little bit more money and they all went to college and things like that. And I kind of took a, a different direction. And now that I look back on it, probably the best decision that I ever, I ever made. That's a great story. So walk us through those early, early days in 08 with your first pass. When your franchise education started formalizing, how did you go about learning what you needed to learn to become a franchisor? Yeah, so um, you know, we hired a consultant to kind of walk us through all the paperwork. We had a franchise attorney. We sold this, the franchises very quickly. It was six, uh, we sold six locations, and we had multiple revenue streams. And we were doing great. We we thought we were set. We thought we were going to have a couple thousand of these, you know, around the country. I mean, there's kids everywhere, and a big need for it. And it was an inexpensive way of hosting a birthday party in a playhouse, you know, basically. And my wife got, we got the Escalades, we 
traveled to Mexico with the kids and life was great. And then bam, we all watched what happened in 2008 and franchisees could not get loans. They couldn't buy our franchise. We went from 400 leads a month to four overnight. And I, we couldn't get supply in. We couldn't get the swing sets in. And we, we realized we couldn't get money. Couldn't get, I tried to refinance everything. Couldn't get any money. Just the way the banks were, it was it was awful. It was the worst thing ever. My kids were in middle school. And like I said, you know, it was pretty disappointing. My wife went through so much, the crying at night, trying to figure out how we're going to make ends meet. But, you know, I'm I'm a fighter. I'm not a guy who's going to give up. I got up at 5 o'clock every day trying to figure out what I was going to do. And when we finally got into to the junk removal business, I realized that, you know, I'm a pretty strong guy. I can lift pianos and hot tubs and, and all kinds of stuff myself. And you know what? Customers loved me. They, uh, they they thanked me for my military service when I rang the doorbell. And I realized after a few months of doing this, I would hire veterans from the VA hospital that there's all these needs, right? Number one, veterans need jobs. Number two, veterans need to own their own business. Number three, consumers need to feel good about their service. They need to be able to open up their doors and bring in contractors, aka J-Dog, and feel good about hiring those people, which are veterans. So we're solving all these problems in my neighborhood, and we're blowing up. We're going head-to-head with the uh, the God Junk guys and Junk King, Junk Luggers. You know, all those guys are heavily saturated in my market. And there's little old me with my little J-Dog, Bulldog, Jeep in a trailer, and Trace and I are running around putting lawn signs out, uh, you know, 5 o'clock on Saturday mornings. And my children, who are 12 and 13 at the time, are running around putting door hangers on, <laughs> on doors. So it was truly a family effort. It's a great story. And, you know, as far as market saturation goes, I mean, who cares about that? If anybody focuses on anything other than the things that they can control, they're probably wasting their time. And I think that McDonald's and Burger King and Wendy's are ample proof of that, that the market's there and the opportunity to saturate the market is there. And all you have to do is be best in class, right? You'll get your share. The most important thing is what is your competitive advantage? And fortunately for us, nobody in the country was bringing the military veteran Mm -hmm. brand out there. We are the pioneer. So when we looked at this thing and said, when given the choice, what are the American people going to hire? They're going to hire a Canadian-owned company called 1-800-GOT-JUNK, which you don't know who's walking in your house. Are you going to hire that military guy you know, or that military family member, that patriot, to come in your home with their team of veterans that served the country? You know, it was kind of unfair because everyone's like, I didn't know you existed. I'm not going to use GOT-JUNK anymore. I'm going to use you guys. And then they would tell their friends and they would tell their friends. And then you'd go into the homes and all of a sudden you have proud Americans in there going, you know, my grandfather served in Korea or so-and-so served in Vietnam. My son's in Afghanistan right now. We built this bond with our community. And it was really Tracy that pushed us, my wife. She said, look, we did this in a year right here. You imagine what's going to happen when the entire country finds out about a J-Dog brand that's giving opportunities to the military veteran community after they serve the country to open up their own business and build real equity value for themselves. And, oh, by the way, they're going to hire their fellow brothers and sisters they served with and get the unemployment rate for veterans to under 1%. You can't lose. And that's how it really really took off. And in fairness to my good buddy up in Canada, Brian Scudamore and (laughs) 1-800-GOT-JUNK, who, by the way, runs a credible and and respectful business, but I've got to give it to you. If anybody had the choice of doing something to protect and enhance and bring value to a veteran in the U.S., you're tugging at heartstrings that Brian or anyone can have a hard time figuring out a way to compete with. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not discounting these other people out there. They all have a good business, but it's their job. Look, he's got the brand of 1-800-GOT-JUNK. He's been on Oprah. He spends millions of dollars in marketing. That's that's their advantage. Mm -hmm. You know, with us, you know, with us, we, we drive around 
around these camo trucks and we get out of the trucks and go to the people's homes and they thank us for our service. That's, that's our unique, you know, so totally. gonna have, we get it. we're all going to have, we, you know, your, your audience out there, you got to find your own competitive advantage. If you don't have a competitive advantage, you're just another number. You know, that's, a, that's my, that's my real point. The business itself and how you went about systematizing the junk business and building the kinds of systems and processes that your franchisees can operate and be successful using. Where did that all come from? Well, Google's your friend, right? I mean, the first couple jobs I did, I had no idea what I was doing. The customer said, oh, I've got a hot tub here. Well, can you come pick it up? I'm like, sure, I'll be there in an hour. Never done a hot tub before. Didn't know there was electric involved. Didn't know I needed a sawzall, a sledgehammer. So I really learned on on my own seat of the pants. And then I had to figure out pricing. And it took time for me to really build that model. It took a couple of years. And finally, in 2014, I realized that we had a monster here that if I had the right capital, we could invest in software, we could invest in proper websites, the proper staffing, you know, the proper support franchisees need, toll-free number, all those things cost money. And, and Trace and I, you know, we were just getting by and just getting on our feet and we didn't have those resources. So we went ahead and brought in a private equity firm who, who basically took on about 35% of the company. Trace and I were able to control the rest of the company, most of it. And we took uh, a little over a million dollars and and we invested you know we invested in all, and we went to all the job fairs we joined vetfran and we did all the things that you, you you need to do to get launched and then what happens is you replace all those systems as time goes on with better and better systems and better software and better schedulers and you just learn over time and you, you hire better people smarter people i mean i'm literally the dumbest person in this building and that makes me feel really good <laughs> <laughs> well that's another lesson learned in life, bringing people that are better than you or smarter than you to operate your businesses. And you'll always be successful because you want to replace yourself in every one of those jobs that you used to be doing yourself, right? That's right. And, you know, when I sit back and look, and of course, my wife and I work every single day, seven days a week, but we want to make sure that we get this thing where we want it to be. I don't have to worry about the operations on a daily basis or the staff or any of those type of things because we have people that are managing those. So I'm going to really, really great spot where I can see things at such a high, high level that I can tweak and add and make recommendations and then really focus on adding more franchisees. And when we sold over the last two years, when the pandemic hit, we sold 83 in 2020, and then we sold 89 in 2021 during the pandemic. So that makes me feel really good about the need for veterans, the need for good service out there. And we added a carpet cleaning and, and floor care division as well to add more opportunity to more veterans. So we're going to talk more about the brands on the other side of a break. But before we get to a break, I want to learn more about the fact that you not only are awarding franchises to veterans and veteran families, but the jobs creation piece is uniquely important as well. So even for those who don't own a business, the people who work in your business, they're all veterans as well, right? There are as many as you can. I mean, obviously, if you have a need of employees and you can't find the veterans that need to work, you're going to hire whoever you need to to get the jobs done. But we're veteran friendly. We're veteran aggressive. We work with Orion talent. We work with GI jobs. We work with all the organizations that put veterans first into the into the hiring categories. But obviously, you got to take care of your business. You got to right. hire who's available. But with that being said, we're about 87% veteran owned, which is fantastic. And that number continues to climb. 
And we know that if there's a veteran out there in a market, they're, they're going to call their brothers and sisters and they're going to go to the local VFWs and, and all those places and say, hey, I'm hiring veterans. Can you get me somebody? So yeah, it, this is going to get that, that effort to get the veteran unemployment rates under 1%, which we focus on on a daily basis. That's wonderful stuff, Jerry. And we're going to come back and talk more about all of it on the other side of a quick break. We're talking today with Jerry Flanagan. He's the co-founder and CEO of J-Dog Brands, J-Dog Junk Removal as well as J-Dog Carp Cleaning. And we're going to come back and learn more in just a minute. Sherry Flanagan's with us today on Franchise Today. Franchise Today will be right back. But first, a word from our sponsors. We are all familiar with Vistage, YPO, and EO. Well, now comes Zor Forum, a somewhat similar type of executive group. But this one comes with a twist. Zor Forum groups are exclusively for franchisors. Imagine a peer group for sharing and networking on a platform built exclusively for franchise executives. Zor Forum members are afforded unparalleled access to best practices and and some of the brightest minds within the franchising world through regular meetings and a dedicated communications platform. In this post-COVID world, a franchise-specific mastermind or peer group is an endeavor worth making time for. Zorforum groups of 6 to 10 will bring leaders together that are in similar situations, but with exclusivity in terms of their competitive sets, so that each can openly help others benefit from their respective knowledge, perspective, and experience with no fear of competitive loss. Network, learn, strategize, and remain motivated along your journey. Join a peer group, not just any peer group. Join the only one designed for emerging franchisors. Join Zor Forum. Learn more at zorforum.com. That's www.zorforum.com. My conversation today continues with Jerry Flanagan, a guy who has more in common with me than I realized going into this. Jerry, you're not the only one who started a brand back in 2007 and 08. We're destined for another conversation down the road. <laughs> So take us into the beginning years. You said it was 11 to 14 before private equity came in. How many units were you at that point in time? Do you remember? Five. Five. Yes. And then private equity gave you the launch pad that you needed, and then you started to ramp up. And how do you work today with brokers or with franchise sales organizations, or is everything internal and done in-house? Everything's done by Terry Corkery, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, Terry's responsible for all sales. You know, we have a, um, a retired sergeant from the military, Dana Perry. She's up um, virtually but she does all the pre-qualifying. She was a recruiter, so she's fantastic. You know, we average probably 3,500 leads a year. So they got to be screened and gone through, and then they got to make sure they have their DD-214, which is proof of military, and they have to qualify for a credit score, obviously, and money. But Terry's the one who brings them in and close them. I mean, he's, he's been doing fantastic and on fire. I did use brokers years ago. And, you know, the problem with that for our space, our veteran space is veterans don't trust civilians too much. They don't trust them. And that's, un that's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. So we had to switch and get into the civilian world. But now that Terry is so good and such a patriot of what he does, his father served, he understands and he can communicate really well what we're doing here as a brand and what the, what the ethos of brotherhood is. And the layers do go through a bunch of military people. You know, half of our office is all military. So when people come through for their discovery day, they're getting overloaded with military jargon. And it really brings a comfort level. 
for these people to to invest in us. So I'm sure it doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize that veterans coming out of service have demonstrated the ability to take orders and in many cases give orders, which is why VetFran has always been such a large part of the IFA's commitment to helping to develop franchise opportunities for veterans. You've taken that to another level, though. And my question to you is, how are the offerings made such that a veteran coming out with probably very little money can afford to capitalize their dream of franchise ownership with J-Dog? Well, again, this isn't for all veterans, of course. I mean, certain veterans that have gone through and they've been irresponsible with their credit and their money and multiple marriages, those things. Unfortunately, some of those guys and women just can't, they can't afford to buy a franchise. But a lot of these guys, really, they did save some money. We have some people that you spend 20, 25 years retired, you get a retirement, you get combat retirement pay, things like that, you get disability. Some of these people are pretty well off when they come through. And remember, our franchise model is extremely low. We have three tiers. Our lowest tier is a $10,000 franchise fee. It goes up to 45000 for a larger territory. But our royalties are flat. You know, you pay a flat royalty. You don't get all the hit for call centers and advertising all those things. So you know exactly what you're going to pay. And once you're in this system to year four, your royalty stops at that level and you never pay a higher royalty. So we've got people out there that are exceeding certain dollars and they get to keep all those profits. It's a little different. Last time I looked, I think I saw 270 units. Is that across both brands or is that just on the junk no, side? That's, that's across both brands, but we're clipping about 75 to 90 signings a year. Now that may come down a little bit. It may go higher, but I think that's that's pretty consistent where we're going to be. We're probably going to be about 75 units a year for the next 10 to 15 years at least. The carpet's going to come right behind junk. Carpet's actually matching junk's numbers. Carpet's three years old. We have 14 franchise territories. It's exactly the same thing that happened with junk. We had 14 after three years there. So we're seeing something very similar with two services. But once we get our JDOG global model out there, we'll probably roll into some other services of painting and plumbing and those other services that we could offer just to keep the unemployment rate to get down and give business opportunity to our veterans. We have to make sure the models are profitable. And the great news about junk removal is if you do it right and you keep everything out of the landfill you can, which we do, and you donate, sort, recycle, resell, you're doing really good things. You repurpose those items back into the environment and people love used items, you know, and we can donate to a lot of people in need, then those margins are pretty solid. Same thing with the cleaning and carpet care. We have a system with our units here where they can go in and clean like the military. I mean, I don't know if you've ever heard about it, but all we do in the military is clean day and night. <laughs> so now you have a whole different level of cleaning when you when you bring in that uh, that service member. What was the inspiration for the birth of the carpet cleaning brand out of all of the second or third tiers in home services that you could have reached for? What motivated carpet cleaning? Simple. <laughs> it's <laughs> so simple and it's the same deal. You basically go into someone's home, you're there for maybe an hour, you clean three to five rooms, you leave out with the average sale that a junk removal job is, margins are pretty good, and there's an ongoing need for it. It's the same model. You ring the doorbell, the customer welcomes you into their home. You go in, you clean the carpet, you clean the floor, you power wash the deck, you leave, they're thrilled. And the difference is when you leave with the van and the or the trailer of the carpet cleaning, you have dirty water. With junk, you have to unload and sort and you have to have a warehouse. So there's two advantages to both because there's more revenue in the one versus the other, but the other one's simpler than the other. And to me, people wanted our Philadelphia market, for example, you can't buy a territory for 80 miles you know, radius because they're all sold out. So we needed carpet to come in because we have great veterans that are, the territories are sold. At the pace we're going, we'll have a thousand junk removals in the next five years. So what do you do? You need another service so people can participate 
in the brand because we're really a brand. These services are going to add up, but the idea is the veterans want to be part of our brand. Are you building an umbrella? You just mentioned the word global. Are you going to be putting up a series of other home service companies behind and then creating a portfolio? Yeah, I think what's going to happen is we're going to be the Angie's list of service with a military thing to it, a little military to it. So, you know, you've got your neighborlies out there who dominate a lot of the markets and you have a lot of other mom and pop franchisees out there. But I think when you go into a customer's home and they say to you, I only only want to use you and your military veterans. Can you do handyman service? Can you do plumbing? Can you do HVAC? Can you clean windows? You stand there as an owner going, I would love to do all those things. I just don't have the skill set. Well, guess what? If you have five to 10 services in one market and they're all sharing in the marketing dollars and you all together acquire one customer, it's a beautiful thing. Now you've got a real, real monster in front of you because now you've already established the relationship of the J-Dog brand. And now, by the way, we brought in a painter. We brought in this. We brought in that. Instead of having seven business cards on your refrigerator, you have one. It makes nothing but sense to me, Jerry. And you said Tracy was the inspiration for this. Tell us more about Tracy and her day-to-day role. Yeah. So Tracy's the co-founder, senior vice president. She manages our staff. I call her my chief of staff. She's human resources, basically, and also manages the daily operations with our presidents. It was her idea to franchise it. She's the one who said, you can do this. I was a little more scared because of finances, but she she said, it's a no-brainer. We know how to do this. We figured out this military thing. It's our responsibility. We can't sit there and keep watching the television, stressing that all these veterans from Afghanistan and Iraq coming out, what are they going to do? The biggest problem is, how do I go from that life experience into the civilian space? And they were struggling. And she looked at it more, not from a financial standpoint, she more looked at it more as a, as a responsibility that we got to help these people because we were working with the VA hospital. She heads up our compensated work therapy. Trace is responsible for hiring thousands of veterans over the last 10 years. I mean, she really is. And she has her own podcast called Tactical Treasures, and she's got some phenomenal guests. And it's just great. She's been a big part of it. And also, she was a big player in our television series. Which was um, my next question. You, you walked right up <laughs> to it and you me. actually asked it for me. <laughs> there you go. Getting ready, getting ahead of you. Tell us about the show. I want to know more. Yeah, so four years ago, we were contacted by Jim Melio, who was the uh, director and founder of the Dog Whisper series. I don't know if you've heard of the Dog Whisper Sure. Season Milan. Well, of course. That was Jim Melio. He put that together in Rescue 911. And he's been in Hollywood for 40 years. And through a colleague of ours, he reached out to Tracy and I and said, I see this as a television series. You know, you guys are going out, you're hauling junk, which makes great TV. And then you're taking the items and you're donating them for good causes. Like suppose someone had a fire and they need all their furniture replaced. Well, J-Dog can come in and take care of that. Or there's a, a, a veteran who's been struggling with drugs and alcohol his whole life. And all of a sudden he's got an apartment. Let's go take care of him and help him out. So he envisioned like almost like an American Pickers meets Storage Wars, but with the veteran community behind it. And that was four years ago. And we try to raise money to do it, the Discovery Channel wanted to do this with us. So there's money involved and obviously you have to raise sponsors and we couldn't get sponsors for a couple of years and then COVID hit. So really back there because they couldn't even film. Finally, we were able to put the money together and we filmed last year in the spring. We put an amazing TV show together. It aired on the Discovery Channel, 10 episodes last year and also on the American Heroes Channel. And it was a home run. Now we're working for season two 
It's probably going to be on the History Channel. It may take a few years to put this one together because it's a better time spot. But yeah, we're going to relaunch the show on a few networks. We're probably going to stream that first and we'll announce that soon of where it's going to go so everyone can watch season one again. But it was an amazing experience and it featured two of our franchisees out there doing what they do every day. Go in, make things happen, haul junk away and get donated and get it to the people that are in need. Well, it just seems to me, Jerry, that you've got the knack for taking things that others do and putting your own spin on it and doing it just a little bit differently. I mean, it's cool to be on maybe Undercover Boss or to be on the Shark Tank, but to have your own show, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's it's, it's 10 episodes and, and in every show, Tracy has a little two minute in the middle of the show. And it's the auctions. And what we do is we auction off items that will get found in these homes and other items that have been donated. And Tracy does an auction to the audience and the television. And you can go onto our website and purchase those items. And we raised close to $20,000 last year during the TV show. It was fantastic. Do you have a 501c3 division of your corporation? Oh, we do. Yeah, it's called the J-Dog Foundation. I'm the executive director of that. Tracy is the VP there. Not, not a whole lot of hours left in the day, <laughs> But yes, we have our own foundation. It's 100% donatable. We don't take any salaries. There's no pay. And we do have a board of directors. And we work with some restaurants and sell bracelets in November for Veterans Day month. And they're a dollar bracelet. And we've been able to raise a good amount of money. And we donate to veteran causes. And the, the one main donation we do is with Irreverent Warriors. Irreverent Warriors works on mental health and preventing veteran suicide through fun camaraderie, silky hikes, and those type of things. And it's a great organization. You sound like the total package, Jerry. I'm sorry Tracy wasn't invited to be here with you. I'd love to have a conversation with her as well. We may get to do that down the road. Yeah, I'll set you up with her separately. And you guys can have your own. I'd love to hear her spin <laughs> on how everything <laughs> went, right? <laughs> Jerry, before I ask you for contact information, what have I not asked you that you wished I did? You, you know, you, you covered a lot. What I'd like to say to your audience, audiences, you know, you, you can be at rock bottom, but unless you get up every day and focus on what's in front of you, you can't look in the rearview mirror because that's really going to just drain you. You know, you just got to look forward. And here, I'm a guy that doesn't have a degree. I couldn't get a job interview to save my life. And, and at 45 years old, was able to haul trash to make a living and great things happen. So that I, I would say you just got to keep driving forward. So you made a point of not being highly educated in terms of a formal education, but I think from Street Smart's perspective, you probably have a PhD. What about contact info, Jerry? I'm certain there are going to be people that are going to be more than just a little inspired to get in touch with you. How best to do that? Yeah, really simple. You could go to jdog.com, jdog.com, and you can see everything we're doing there and send in some information through the info. Or if you want to go to my LinkedIn, I love LinkedIn. I connect with everybody and I answer everybody. So my name, Jerry Flanagan, J-E-R-R-Y-F-L-A-N-A-G-A-N. Just search me on LinkedIn and you'll, you'll find me very easily. I'm very easy to find. There's hundreds of videos and interviews. We've been on Fox and Friends five times, MSNBC, CNBC, Good Morning America in January, Trace and I were on. So we've been around the block and you can see a lot about the things we've done online, but certainly reach out to me. Well, let's add franchise today to that list. And if I'm not mistaken, you have been on with me before. And in fact, I think it 
it was early days when Paul Segreto and I were still tag teaming and doing this podcast together, but I'm going to go back and look now and see. But Terry Corkery wasn't with you yet then, so it just doesn't count. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry, I really want to thank you for coming here today. There are so many participants in Vet Fran doing service to the veterans community, but just as is the case with your TV and everything else that you've done, you take it up one more level, one more notch than anybody that I know. So congratulations, and let me thank you, sir, for your service. Oh, thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Thank you again. Jerry Flanagan, CEO and co-founder of J-Dog Brands, soon, I guess, to be J-Dog Global. Well, that's a wrap for today. Next week, we're back to do it all again when we're joined by Chuck Bongiovanni, founder of the 150-unit Care Patrol franchise systems, the largest franchised senior placement company in the nation, and his latest endeavor as co-founder and CEO of Majestic Residences, a senior home care franchise system. Until then, I'm Stan Friedman, wishing you the best the very best of all things franchising and franchise today is out franchise today is a production of frm solutions providing best-in-class crm tools to empower relationships with prospective and existing franchisees no excuses just solutions find them online at frmsolutions.com join stan every wednesday at noon eastern for another live episode of franchise today or as always download episodes on demand at blogtalkradio.com or itunes